Hey, this is Hall of Famer Devon Dudley here, 24-time World Tag Team Champions, and I've done it all. But you're watching, you're going to watch, and you will watch Count It Out with Mike and Taylor. you damn right. And if you don't do that, your ass is going through a table. Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of the Bill After Seal of Approve Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. My name is Tyler, and uh, I am not here with Mike today. We, uh, what do I always say when Mike's not here? We have upgraded times two. Mike, your shoes, <laughs> your shoes are so big to fill, Mike. I had to bring two co-hosts on this week. We're going to start it off with the man in the tuxedo bringing class to count it out. The only person that can kind of bring class to this shithole that we call a show. We got the Mr. Yeah, it is hard. Let's see if I fuck up your show. Oh, you're going to so fuck it up. I'm ready. Mr. Rewind, recap, relive. Oh. No, no dice. Rewind. Did I get it? Yeah. First time ever. Of course, Dan that, first. that is a first for Tyler. I never get his show right. Of course, I'm talking about Jonah. Welcome back there, Mr. Jonah. Thank you so much, Tyler, for having me on this show again. I'm so excited to be here. I think we're good at spacing it out, too. I think I've only yeah, been uncounted like, out like four like times. Years, yeah, yeah we, bring, so, we, bring like, you on here. we bring you on once every couple of years, you know, class to join up, try to get some viewers, <laughs> just piggyback <laughs> off all your work. Hope it's working. Hope it's uh, working. It's not. It, uh, um, first time I'm seeing Van Landen in a while, too. <laughs> that's Long right. time no see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some history <laughs> there. We'll talk about that. Of course, uh, the other our other fine guest that we have here, he is the barn burner. And if you are a fan of Barry Wrestling, he is the hometown hero. The As voted by the fans of Barry, the most popular wrestler of 2022. Of course, I'm talking about... There we go. I swear, I don't know anybody who does it better than Tyler. TCO, as I like to call him, uh, counted out Barry Wrestling ring announcer. That's right. The man who holds the the Anne in van longer than anyone <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, that's my boy, Tyler. Also, what up, Jonah? Rewind, recap, relive. Check out the Van Landon episode with Barry Horowitz. We'll get into that. But uh, yeah. I am so happy to be on Counted Out. We're counting down from seven. It's it's time. I'm I I had a list. On my phone, my phone died. You may have seen me go off screen to plug my phone into a charger. <laughs> I'm just hoping it gets back in time. Otherwise, I'm going off memory, and this will be a good one. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's talk, first of all, about your guys' history together. As you mentioned, Van Landen was a guest on your show, Jonah. I believe you told me off air Van Landen was a prima donna. He was very difficult to work with, right? <laughs> We don't like to talk about, yeah, but yeah. you know, it was what a what a fun time, yeah. Barry Horowitz and Van Landen go in the archives. Uh, I think Barry even, uh, what is it? Well, didn't you give yourself a pat on the back? 
I ben did. Connor of Barry at a live show. We love. Oh, uh, more than one. He kind of put that into the gimmick there for a little while. It well, is. Ben, yeah. We know one thing from the interview with Barry Van is that you're going to have to kick him some change. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Horowitz, him and I's chat was so awesome. And Jonah, thank you for making that even happen in the first place. But just, uh, you know, really to sum it up real quick but i encourage you all to go check that out after you're done listening here uh talking about the the pro wrestling journeyman and being really that guy who could show up and do what needs to be done uh and having a smile on your face at the end of the day because really wrestling is so much fun and we're gonna talk about all the fun things about it but go check out that interview when you got some time for, for anybody that doesn't know Jonah's show concept, it's really fantastic. He takes a veteran of the business, like a Barry Horwitz, and he takes a rising star in the business, someone newer to the business, like a Van Landon, and he pairs them together, and the magic happens. And Van, let me kind of ask you, like, you know, being, what, what are you, about five years, four or five years into your career now, right? Four or five, yeah. Five technically, but, you know, COVID, so yeah, yeah. four so like, years, yeah. What, a, what does that, something like like that concept mean for, for a young guy like you coming up in the business to get that time with a veteran? It's brilliant. It really is brilliant. And not only is it brilliant for somebody like me being on the show but I really suggest young wrestlers or people who aspire to join the business to listen to these podcasts as well, because there's a lot of advice that is shared uh, during these, you know, I was going to say one-on-one, but Jonah's there steering the ship. So these uh, rewind, recap, relive sessions that he hosts, they're brilliant in just, you know, asking questions, you know, What's the the phrase where it's like talking to yourself in the past or something? Or like if you could say, give advice to yourself when you were younger. That's really what happens on these episodes. And it's pretty cool to see uh, wheels spinning in people's minds, you know, as these conversations are happening. And furthermore, I mean, there's some pretty awesome guests and some pretty awesome pairings of wrestlers that you're probably familiar with, with... uh, even more sort of legend type wrestlers who, you know, have made a name for themselves already. So there's lots to dive into. And it's got to be cool for you too, Jonah, like seeing some of your, even some of your up and coming, like your rising star talents and what they're doing now. Like you had what you had like sky blue on your show, I think before she was signed. Right. And like a couple others like that. Right. Yeah. Well, first I just want to say, I'm taking everything Van just did. I'm clipping it. And that's the newest commercial. (laughs) (laughs) The king of the clips. Hey. But uh, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's so cool for me to just watch watch the journeys and you know, yeah, like like a sky blue, for example. That was three years ago. I had her on alongside ODB, <laughs> and now to watch what she's doing, I mean, she has really become the veteran. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Someone with that yep. experience that she could come back and give that advice to somebody with maybe like a year or two in the business. So it's so cool. You could see these full circles and they'll just keep going and going too, because a lot of these people I have on Van Landon, obviously included somewhere near the top of the chart, I'd even say have such enthusiasm and, and like their drive to continue this and, and watching them display that in front of someone who's already been to the dance is, I mean, it's priceless. It's such a cool experience. So please definitely check it out. We've got so much stuff coming up too. I just filmed, got done filming a whole month of, Great interviews. We've got Mike Knox dropping this Friday alongside 
Jordan Oasis, great rising star. Um, I'll, I'll even drop a little teaser. Just counted out noses, haven't announced it, but we've got uh, Jimmy Jacobs and Rajan Husher, who I'm sure you're familiar with, Van Landon. Oh, unfortunately, I will tune in for Jimmy Jacobs. Not but <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rajan, I'm not a big fan of Rajan Husher over here. <laughs> if you're a Barry Wrestling fan, you'll know why. But yes. <laughs> Well, that's true. You, uh, you're you going to be meeting uh, Rajan Husher this weekend in Barry Wrestling. We'll talk about that in a moment as well. Jonah, you're kind of like becoming a barry wrestling guy too man you've had, you've had a lot of the talent on barry wrestling was it, i'm sorry tyler if i was it you van that uh thought i lived in canada or was that somebody else hey, that would have been me 100 percent. i just thought oh he's had the hot stepper mccray martin right. he's had uh holding albright on the show he's now asking me i'm like oh this guy covers ontario indie talent awesome yeah <laughs> yeah man you've had some good stuff on there i love seeing it too you know like you said you've had a great great amount of talent from us here in ontario and uh more to come hopefully too so i'm always i'm always trying to get in jonah's ear and being like hey brother take a look at this guy brother <laughs> i was like honestly on the low the booker for the show so. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah jonah we have a good business relationship of i i help with uh, i help some booking and some questions and you make all the clips that get counted out our only views so it's a pretty uh Pretty it's good win-win. Partnership as as the invisible Tyler's like the invisible hand there, and I really do have to give him a big pat pat on the back, Van Land. Oh, there it is. There yeah, it is. I gotta give credit <laughs> on air because next time I'll be here is probably like what two or three years. Gonna <laughs> yeah, gotta yeah. Give- we'll oh. be the only podcast left, you and I, by the end of it all, brother. Uh, so we talked about Rashawn Husher. We talked about Van Landon. Let's talk about Barry Wrestling this weekend, man. This is going to be a good show. This is the nine-year anniversary show of Barry Wrestling. Nine years. Nine I years. remember uh, last year on this same sort of November event, I was in uh, a Survivor Series-esque matchup, a five-on-five. But this year, uh, things are looking up for old VL. <laughs> A number one contendership match, one-on-one, against a man who I have defeated once already. Uh, I like my chances going into this one. Uh, Funny business aside, uh, Vision, as they call themselves, Von Vertigo and Rajan Husher. I think Vertigo is going to have his hands full with Vanna Black, a friend of mine. And so with that being said, I think this Saturday, it's looking likely that VL is going to go one step further in achieving the three pistols championship young Jay Lee you better watch out because I am knocking on that number one contendership door this Sunday Rajan Husher like I said I've beaten you in the past granted you and your vision partner uh, a double team attacked me in our tag match in our recent meeting but you know is he going to be there looking out for you this time because if he's not, you know, it's going to be VLW, checkered flag, racing my way to the Three Pistols title. Barry Wrestling this Saturday, Ferris Lane, 5 p.m. bell time. Come check us out. It's going to be a good show. And that is, of course, if Young Jay Lee can get past Stratosphere, who we will be defending the championship against. 
True. you mentioned Vanna Black with her hands full of uh with Von Vertigo is gonna be a great match. Vanna Black accidentally sacked me at the last Barry Wrestling show when I was getting out of the ring. I did not notice that she was coming back and jumping. I thought she was gonna do a lap and, and slap some hands and she grabbed the rope as I was coming in. So I was a little more high pitched. Thank God I didn't have to do a van landing intro after that one. It would have been Minnie Mouse van landing. <laughs> oh boy. And then, of course, uh, we will be crowning a brand new Barry Wrestling heavyweight champion with uh, Mr. Clutch Jesse V going up against the guy that I got a little physical with at the last Barry Wrestling show, the Waymaker Kyle Boone. That's, uh, I mean, they just had their wedding. They left the ring a disaster. They caused a whole big scene. I was staying as far away. I was at the merch table standing as far away from that mess as I could have been. Uh, Jesse V is a big guy, a big guy that I have unfortunately been on the opposite end of the ring against. Uh, Kyle Boone, you've always got tricks up your sleeve. I hope you have enough of them to take down Jesse V. Yeah, I was going to jump in and ask Van. I mean, Tyler, I know he's been holding it down. TCO is the ring announcer, and he does have a, a great intro for yourself. But what was the feeling like back there? Did Tyler do a good job defending himself against Jesse V in that? Uh, <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Boone. Kyle Boone got me. Kyle Boone, yeah. What was that like? Well, luckily for TCO, he uh, he's got Van Landon always looking out for him. So I <laughs> kept my eyes on it in case things got a little bit out of hand. But Van Landon is is representing Team LTD up here in Ontario. But Van Landon is also representing Counted Out 7 wherever right. he goes. So. That's right. I think uh, I see a mixed tag match in the future here with uh, Kyle <laughs> and Shiloh against me and Van Landon. <laughs> I do too. And then I I'll and then I'll turn heel on you like everybody else does because you're the nice. You better man. not. <laughs> you better not. I mean, everyone else is doing it. It looks like a good time. I don't know. I'll, I'll just like give you a little pepper shot, which you'll know. Sell look at me. I go, I'm sorry, man. Everyone else does it. I just want to see what the what the rush is all about. All right. You drop a people's elbow, Tyler, like uh, like the Kyoto Rock Jericho. <laughs> That's I, I, I think I could maybe only hit a Rowdy Piper eye gouge. I think that would probably <laughs> that'd probably be my finish. And and if I'm lucky and I'd have to get the blessing from Brad Myers, I don't want to steal his finish of the Stone Cold Stunner, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's a good time. Barry Wrestling's a fun, fun, fun time. Check it out on IWTV. We got a lot of stuff going on in the world of wrestling. And Jonah, you sent me a clip before we went on air. Van, have you seen the Bret Hart commercial for Amazon? I have not. I haven't even heard of this until right this second. The greatest thing on the planet. Well, Jonah's muted. There you go. Muted? Yeah, we couldn't hear you. Edit that out, yeah. Um, don't, we, but, we don't edit. We don't edit on Count It Out. Have Mike do that. No. Uh, yeah, that it's the greatest thing, Van Land. If you haven't seen Bret Hart Amazon commercial, look it up. Apparently, he's. I don't know if this is real or not, but it's a selling point in the. Uh, maybe it's like for select packages, but he's apparently like delivering them or something. I think it's like a grand prize winner where he grand gets prize. like Bret Bret will deliver the package to your doorstep. Whoa. Yeah, so everyone, like, we're going to be jacking up the Amazon sales in the old Tyler Wolf household over here, let me tell you. Might be the only way I can interview him. Yeah. Oh. the doorstep, you're there with a mic and camera and everything. <laughs> hey, brother, you got a quick, you want to give me a little bumper here, Brett? 
Oh God! What uh, what are you guys liking in the world of wrestling right now, Van? What are you, let's start with you, Jonah. Actually, we just talked to Van about Barry. There, I want to go with Jonah here. What uh, what are you watching? What are you liking right now? Uh, I'm loving it. What uh, LA Knight? I really am. Uh, I think it's really cool that they're giving him this big shot. Uh, you know, to circle back to when everyone wanted him to win Money in the Bank. I feel like that was like the true. Like they put him in that match, and everyone was like, "Oh, give it to him, give it to him." And it was in London, right? It was big. Um, and he didn't win it, and people were disappointed uh, that Damian Priest took it. But I feel like it was the right decision. You, a lot of things were coming out like, oh, just wait, you know, wait, he'll get it, he'll get it. And here he is now without the money in the bank briefcase going solo, which is very cool, just by himself going in against Roman Reigns. And, you know, the bloodline, it's interesting, too, because the last opponents we've seen go up against Roman, I feel the bloodline has been very strong and finally, now it's kind of like in in pieces and it's in a little bit of uncertainty. You know, you still got Heyman and Solo and but Jimmy's kind of here and there. Jay's Jay's obviously main event Jay. So it, there's some cracks forming. I don't think we're going to see Roman lose the title because I would love to see Cody finish the story later on. But it, it does open up the door for a really cool possibility that L.A. Knight might come close and uh and I'm excited for that because it's something new. He's so fresh. He, he's so energetic. Like one of the most charismatic guys I've seen in a long time. I'm actively seeking out his promos if I miss them after the show and watching him over. Like I, he really makes me a fan. I'm big fan of LA Knight. And so I'm I'm huge on that. Uh, the fact it's in Saudi too, it's going to be treated like a huge match, right? It's like the Saudi manias type of feel. So it's going to be big. I can't wait to see it. You you feeling the van? You feeling the LA night uh, love there, Van Landon? You on board? No. Yeah. It's only one. You thought I was going no. You thought I was going no. <laughs> nada. Nada. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm not an LA night guy. I might be the only guy on the planet. I'm just uh... Tyler. i i know i don't know what to tell you he like i I don't dislike the guy by any means i think he's super talented he's obviously very entertaining but i i for whatever reason i just even when he was eli drake i was never really into (laughs) him and i just i i don't know i'm just not an la night guy like i don't i don't see him being like the face of the company i don't see him being a world champion but i think that what he's doing is perfect like he's that He's like that Randy Orton role that now that Randy Orton's been gone for so long where he's not like, you know, Orton would have his runs on the top, but he was never like John Cena. You know what I mean? Like, and, and they need that spot filled. You know, a guy like Rey Mysterio, he's getting older. Um, uh, another like the upper mid Carter thing, right? You need that strong upper mid card baby face. And I, I think that he's doing a perfect job with what he's doing. People are into the match. Him and Roman are going to have a great match. LA Knight will come out looking better after this match and when he went in before the match because that's what Roman does is one of the greatest champions in WWE history, right? Yep. But yeah, they call know. him the elevator because he's going to elevate him. Yeah. That's you guys, uh, anything you're excited about uh, on this card coming up? A little crown jewel talk? Do you have the card right there? I've got it here. We got... <laughs> I forgot that Crown Jewel was even like this weekend. So yeah. I, I'm a little behind the eight ball here, but you got Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre for the World Heavyweight Championship. I did okay. not know that that was happening. Absolutely. That's not good. How how are we feeling about this Seth Rollins World Heavyweight Championship? Like, are we, is this title 
is it feeling like a world title to you guys at all? Like, or is it it's just kind of like continental? Yeah, <laughs> like I I wasn't a fan when they announced to bring this title on. I, I thought it took away from what Roman's doing. And I just feel like nobody is taking this title seriously with Roman. Until Roman loses the belt, I don't think people are going to take this title seriously as a world title. I, I agree with that. It's it's There's the big one, and then there's the transferable one, almost, at this point. So, yeah. like And we, that's exactly how people are viewing it. So, Yeah, I, I think so. Jonah, what's your take? Is, is this feeling like a world title to you? It's not, and like a big indicator is that I didn't even realize that was happening. And I, and I keep up with you know WWE frequently, and I, I really missed that there was another world title match other than the Reigns and LA Knight one. Like this, it doesn't feel like pre-show worthy, but it doesn't feel main event worthy either. It's somewhere in the middle. I think Van said it great. Like it's a new Intercontinental Championship, and it's actually ironic you say that though because the IC title seems way bigger. <laughs> I was right honestly now. just going to ask you guys that question. Like, what are we talking here? Is the IC title belt more important than this World Heavyweight Championship? Oh, absolutely. With what Gunther's doing right now, I think so. At least, like he has had some banger matches, and and frequently, I feel like we didn't need it because Gunther is champion right now too. Like with yeah. what he's doing, he is the workhorse, mm-hmm. and like that's the perfect counterpart to what Roman's doing. So I don't know if we needed that, but so let's put Van Landen on the spot here. Then we're talking about Gunther. He's the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. He broke the honky tonk man's record from like that's 1987. Crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Like, that's wild. And everyone keeps talking. Who's going to beat Roman? Who's going to beat Roman? Well, who's going to beat Gunter? Who's the guy that's going to get the most out of beating Gunter? Uh, the guy who could get the most, probably anybody, if they were wise, they would give it to somebody like Chad Gable uh, and establish him the way he should have been established. Granted, what he's doing is great, but I mean, hey, he deserves a big W. We all know Cody's going to probably be the one for Roman. And, and you're right. Who beats Gunther? Or as I really only can mentally picture him walter my my old friend and uh yeah no it's you're right it's the work rate title he's beat honky tonk man's record miz couldn't even do that and miz is a great intercontinental champion um whoever gets it is going to get elevated really but i think why we are so invested in gunther as the champion is because what we're seeing him do, we know that once he does take that step up, that he is somebody who's a credible threat, and if not, somebody who should get a pinfall victory over Roman Reigns and just establish him that way. Do we want to see Roman and Cody, or do we want to see Roman and Gunter? Jonah, what are you... I, I do want to see both. I don't want to see a triple threat. No, uh, no, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I want to see both, though, but I think Cody first because that is just one of the best stories being told actively right now in, in wrestling, I feel, is the Cody Roman. And, like, I don't know if you guys saw pictures or if you're watching live, whatever, when they had that face-off when Roman mm-hmm. was Raw. I think it was Raw or was it SmackDown? SmackDown, yeah. It was SmackDown, okay, yeah. Jey Uso was facing Jimmy, Cody f- faced Roman. And it felt like... 
and this is what the whole Bloodline saga has felt like to me, is it felt like a TV show, like a really good moment in a TV show where like these characters haven't faced in so long. And that's what we've been missing too, I feel, is the characters that we care about. And like these two characters are just so there. Like, oh my God, when they faced off, like I actually had chills. I was like, wow, like this is this is why it matters. Like this is why this story needs to be finished. So yeah. Is, is that a tag match you think we see at like the February pay-per-view, like Elimination Chamber? Do we see Roman and, and Jimmy against Jay and I don't know. Cody? I'm kind of for... Because I, I, I think we're going to see those one-on-one matches at Mania, right? We're going to see Uso versus Uso. We're probably going to see Cody and Roman. Nice little nice little appetizer at the pay-per-view there. I don't know. If I'd we like... do, Solo Sokoa is taking that pin. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> <laughs> what about um oh, who did i just want to ask you guys about i want to talk about rhea ripley a little bit and i want to talk about judgment Day. these guys are killing it we're we're seeing you know it looks like we're building towards war games here with judgment day against cody and uh, sammy and, and all those guys it's been a nice build it's starting to feel a little bit repetitive we're getting you know a little bit of uh I, I think they might have been peaked a little bit too early. We still got a couple weeks to go to Survivor Series if we get the War Games match, that is, right? I don't know if it's been announced officially. Rhea Ripley, though, she's got to be on people's radar for, like, Superstar of the Year, right? She's having a great year, like, out of all of wrestling. Like, she's killing it this year. Would you put her as the WWE MVP this year? If not her... The package of her and Dom are are the are the biggest one of the biggest draws in, in weekly WWE television at the moment. It's crazy. They're over like Rover, and the Judgment Day started with old Adam Copeland. It's crazy to see, and I mean you can really look at the origins of any faction, I suppose, and and look to where they end up. But to see where the Judgment Day started. in my opinion, which was almost laughable at the time, uh, to where it's at now is insane to me. I I got a little fantasy booking that I would personally like to see leading into Mania. I think at Royal Rumble, I would like to see Roman face Finn Balor. And I would like to see Roman beat Finn Balor. And then when the match is over, I'd like to see Damian try to cash in on Roman. And Finn being pissed off, not wanting to be outshone, costing Damien the briefcase. So that way you keep the belt with Roman. Uh, and then you get Damien and Finn at WrestleMania. That's great. That's my fantasy booking. I can see that happening. I can yeah. see it, but <clears throat> to throw a wrench in there, I just love the Judgment Day so much. Like, I know they have to be disbanded at some point. And, and to be honest, they've all shined like look at wrestlemania 39 that just passed they were all in a marquee match right i mean you had finn in the hell in a cell oh i think just damien wasn't yeah damien wasn't but like but then he became money in the bank so that's his thing but like finn hell in a cell Rhea, uh charlotte and dom against ray and like all of that stemmed from the judgment day it was great I loved that. That really did its job of like elevating four young stars um, or yeah, four young stars and Finn who deserved a lot better in the past, but we're going to forget about that. Well, <laughs> where he's at now, his injury, his shame and all that. But anyway, I love the judgment day. 
I loved uh, the tag match they just had against Owens and Zayn where they won the titles. That was like, like I'll go back and watch that match a hundred times. It was, I thought that was a classic. Tag team wrestling is a beautiful thing. I want to talk a little, you can't see me. John Cena has been back in the house, drawn big numbers, a lot of sellouts on SmackDown because he's back. He's been alluding to it, and I think it's pretty obvious. I don't think we have a lot of time left of John Cena inside of the wrestling ring. So as we're winding down for John, who do you put him in there with for his final match? If you had, if you had the book, Van, let's start with you. Who are you putting John Cena in there with? Uh, my first, my gut instinct, and you guys might hate me, my gut instinct, and I can't think of another answer, is Logan Paul. Okay. Okay. Seriously, and have Logan win. That's, you want to go out? I mean, he will come back probably. They yeah, all like, do. But, like, if you want to send him out, give him that. You know how many people would tune in for a Logan Paul John Cena match? I would love to see Logan Paul and John Cena 100%. <laughs> Jonah, you got the book. It's John Cena's last match. What are you doing with him? I just want to say the promos alone for Logan and Cena would be great. That'd be unreal. <laughs> I'm such a sucker for nostalgia. And when I grew up, Van, how old are you? I forgot. We're around the same age. I'm 25. Oh, I'm exactly 25 as well. So yeah, the time me too, guys. Up, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not 39. <laughs> But Van can relate. I mean, we grew up with Cena and Orton. I mean, it's a it's a rivalry as old as time, and I would love to see Orton and Cena because I think when it comes down to it, Orton's going to be around just a little bit longer, and mm-hmm. to see him retire Cena would be really cool, especially with like the long-term storytelling they've been doing. I don't even know if it's intentional or not, but Orton has taken out pretty much everyone he can at the end of the day. Like He went through that whole pandemic run of like, took out the Christians, the the Matt Hardy, the Edge even, you know, all these guys that Orton was able to get his hands on before they left or retired or what. So it'd be cool to see him do it to Cena as well. I'm with with you 100% on that. I think Randy Orton's the way to go. I think um, Cena has put over so many people already. Like he's, he's giving back already. You know what I mean? He's given the rub to so many people. He's put over Roman a bunch of times. He's put over, um, what's his name? Uh, Theory. He put over, you know what I mean? Like he he's done so much. And I, I don't think that there's a lot left of like beating John Cena makes you a megastar anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it gives you a big rub obviously, but I mean, he's done it. Give him Orton. Let these guys go out. It's it's that rivalry, you know. That's that that's this generation's Rock Austin. That's this generation's Hogan Andre. This generation's Brett Michaels. Like Cena and Orton is it? And I say, you give it to us. And it will not be at Survivor Series though, which is what we are going to talk about. A little... <laughs> oh boy. So before we get into it, we're going to do a top seven Survivor Series uh, moments list. I, I, I couldn't decide what kind of list I want to do. Moments, matches, whatever. Like Survivor Series has is, is got such a rich history. And I feel like it kind of just got shit on a lot over the last, like, you know, 10 years. And then recently yeah. it started to feel important again. Like, but Survivor Series is so different, you know, like the... The tag team concept, and I'll, I'll talk as the old guy in the room here who came up. 
with Survivor Series, uh, you know, it's I've been alive longer than Survivor Series. So, like, these events were so fun to watch build back in the 80s and the 90s because, like, they would these guys would be together on TV like every week and they'd cut these fun promos together and the matches were different and they were fun. And you see these mega stars together. And like back in the eighties, when you're watching TV, like you're not seeing superstar versus superstar every week. Right. Like I'm getting the ultimate warrior versus nobody. I'm getting, you know, tugboat against freaking like, it, it's a big deal when tugboat is fighting Sergeant Slaughter. And you're like, holy shit! We got a we got a WrestleMania match on superstars. Like, so it was fun to watch his concept come along. And then I feel like over time, people just stopped caring about Survivor Series. They got lazy with the booking in it. There, there wasn't really much behind these matches. And then they just got rid of the tag matches altogether, and it just became a normal, boring pay per view. Now we're back, though. We've got War Games, which gets hyped now. The nostalgia over the last few years with the Raw versus SmackDown stuff was really, really good. So when you think of Survivor Series, and Joan, I'll start with you on this one, what's some of your big, you know, like, attention grabbers with Survivor Series? Like, what do you remember? Who who do you think about? What match do you think about? Like, what what's your Survivor Series memory? Well, I don't know if you remember this one. Uh, it was, what was it, 20 maybe? 2013 14 no maybe 13 i think the match was made i think it was announced via the wwe app and it was ryback and the usos versus uh i don't know insert like tensai and <laughs> that was the survivor series match horrible horrible yes, it goes that's what i'm that. talking about right exactly like uh, when i grew up like i feel like when i was first watching it was so good like we were talking off air before like 20 2006 2007 2008 like still good years for it um but really what sticks in my mind if i had to pull out a good one it was cena team cena versus team authority was like one that i mm. loved the uh i don't know what what were we van like 15 years old or something you know yeah Just, that that was the match that made me get the wwe network actually see tyler could get it on his own that's how i, I mean <laughs> I, could, I could and i did <laughs> no um it was. I thought the build for that one was great, and the whole like, oh, they're fired if he loses, and the the big, uh, you know, of course, I know we're not talking about debuts, but the Sting reveal and everything it was the Sting helping out was all. <laughs> it's it was cool. That was a great one. And then you know, fast forward, mine are going to be a bit more recent. I'm sure none of them actually made the list, but like you've got. Uh, speaking of the list, what was it? It was Jericho and Owens and strowman that huge one and i think the shield reunited in it for a little bit i was at that one that was in toronto van were you there yes oh yeah dude that one was great yeah that one was so so good uh i like when there's a lot of elements to it and i don't know when exactly that started if that goes back further if you know other matches that get like wild and crazy before my time but like uh that one was great like all the elements to it like i was saying there's a there's like a count out from Strowman and the ellsworth stuff and like i said the shield reuniting and there's just so much chaos and i love it and i think that's what survivor series offers that to me and offers like what you were just saying the whole like oh my god you get to see like i think there was a year where kurt angle joined and triple h and robert rude was in there in the middle of it all too yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> stuff like that really pulls me and also when heels and faces are uniting and they're strong heels and faces and they're like you know what for this match 
we'll represent our brand side by side. And I'm like, yes, that that is what I need. That's the storytelling I need. So yeah, we're all about Monday Night Raw, but we're I'm all gonna, about Raw. But I'm gonna be on SmackDown next week anyway. So he'll turn. Yeah. Man, what about you? What's some more? Uh, what's some more? Uh, I know you made a list as well, so like I don't want you to give anything off your list, but you know, what's something that just pops into your head when you think Survivor series? What jumps out at you? Literally, when I think of Survivor Series, I think of uh, I, it was Survivor Series 2003. I had the VHS tape for that. So I distinctly remember this crazy, like bright red VHS box cover. That's the one with Shane McMahon would, on it and Kane? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got that too. And you would flip it over on the back and it's these matches, but there's one match and it's just this list of names. And so little kid me in 2003, five years old, I'm looking at this list going, whoa, what match is that? And I remember like my memories, my earliest memories of Survivor Series are putting in that VHS and watching those crazy multi-man matches for a lot of the same reasons as that Jonah said, that Tyler said, is you see this awesome storytelling dynamic within a five-on-five match. It's like a uh you got the heels and faces working together or you have tag teams that are working together and all of these different elements just mix for such a fun storytelling element inside of a match and so that's really my earliest and that's what comes to mind for me whenever anybody says survivor series that's what comes to mind for me first see it's funny i have a very similar um memory to that but i'm gonna have to take it all the way back to 1988 (laughs) the very second ever survivor series i remember being a kid i was so i probably would have watched it in like 90 or 91 for the first time and my grandma i used to go to my grandma's house every weekend we go to the video store we'd rent our vhs's all the wrestling stuff and we got survivor series and the first match on that vhs tape is a 10 on 10 survivor series tag team match so there's like it's tag teams, but there's five on each side, right? So it's crazy. Like this match is, I, I pulled the list up. It's the Powers of Pain versus, or it's the Powers of Pain teaming up with the Rockers, with the British Bulldogs, with the Hart Foundation, with the Young Stallions, which is Jim Jim Powers and Paul Roma. And then they yeah. went up. They went up against Demolition, the Brain Busters, the Bolsheviks, the Rujo Brothers, and the Conquistadors amazing to watch that match you can't even see inside the ring because there's so many people (laughs) around it that's my memory and then like now like growing up and knowing more backstory like about that match that was the uh, the first time that the Rougeau brothers and the British Bulldogs were in the ring together after they had their brawl backstage where Dynamite got all his teeth knocked out so that's why yeah, so that's why I can't remember which one of the two. I think the Rougeos get eliminated real quick, or the Bulldogs do. That was the Bulldogs last night in the company, so they didn't want them together in the ring, and they made it quick. That's Ooh. nuts. Tyler, yeah. didn't you talk to, uh, to Jacques? I personally? did talk to Jacques Rougeau. He's a little, bit of con- a little bit of controversy with Mr. Rougeau around our neck of the woods right now here with his last Loot Academy thing there. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, well, I have heard some things, but you know, a view is a view and plug it where you can. It's a great interview. <laughs> I will say I, I really did enjoy my conversation with Jacques Rougeau for, 
for for like just my own personal experiences with him he was super kind he was very generous with his time he told great stories he was very positive uh i know that him and you know uh, casey spinelli are having some issues and, and some other local talent with him with that whole academy thing there's there's a little controversy going on around there i can't comment too much about it i haven't talked to any of the people on it so i don't want to sit here and throw shade where shade needs to be thrown but you know i love me some two scoops and I, i'm really proud of her standing up for herself and what she believes in and you know it was awkward to watch so have you have you guys seen the clip of it I have not. John, I'll send you the link after. Like QT Marshall looks lost in there and Jacques just running around and Casey's a tough she's tough, man. I like it. I like it. Two right. scoops. Two scoops all the way. So I'll I'll send you that clip off air there, Jonah. It's something interesting. The other Survivor Series memory I love too, and I'll be the old boy again, was uh you guys remember Bad News Brown? Yes. Bad News Brown, every year on the Survivor Series, because he was a loner, would walk out on his team. <laughs> he did three <laughs> years. It was the bad. Like, you're just waiting for it. Like, and they do the same spot every year. Like, one year he's holding the, the face, and then Honky Tonk Man would lean back, try to punch the face, and the face would duck, and they'd punch Bad News, and he'd be like, fuck you guys, I'm out of here. That's so funny. Yeah, every I've never year. I've heard of that before. I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love the old Survivor Series. They're very fond memories for me. Um, Jonah, I'll ask you then, because Van Landen, you talked about that that Survivor Series from 2003. Do you remember a lot about that Survivor Series, like watching it? Is that for, me? for both of you? So I'll start with Van. Did you remember the matches on that? Uh, I remember Shane and Kane. Um, I remember a lot of blood back then. There, that's what we're going for. So Shawn Michaels on that pay-per-view. In my opinion, and I I will say this, I think this is one of his greatest performances of all time in wrestling. It's uh, Team Bischoff against Team Austin in the Survivor Series match. And it was like, uh, if Austin loses, he's got to leave the WWE or something like that. And it was a star-studded match. It was like Shawn Michaels, the Dudley Boys. uh, I can't remember who else was in it against like uh, Mark Henry, uh, Christian, Jericho, a couple other people. Like it, it was a really, really good match. And it came down to Sean against, it was like just Sean on Austin's team and like three huge heels. It's like um, Jericho, Christian, Randy Orton was on that one as well. He was a heel at that time. And Sean just hits a gusher. Like one of the biggest blade jobs I've ever seen him do. And just like fighting like, behind like that and the, the baby the white meat baby phase i cannot recommend to both of you guys going back and rewatching that match again it is oh, phenomenal phenomenal if i was doing a, like a list of top seven survivor series elimination matches of all time that would be in the top three <laughs> no yeah. no questions asked no questions asked it was good stuff so how do you want to do this here van did you you said you made a list I do have seven things written down. There right. may not be a list. All right. How about this? How about I will I will do a list and I'll make a point and then you make a point and I'll tell you if it's on my list. Or how <laughs> no, how about we do that the other way? You say say one of your points and I'll tell you if it made my list. All right. I, I actually did a ranking here. So and I have a feeling because I got some deep cuts on mine, so I have a feeling that uh, that we won't have too similar of a list. 
Mine is pretty skewed to my personal taste. Absolutely. That's what we do here. This is going to be the top seven Survivor Series moments of all time. Now, on my list, personally, I did not put any debuts on my list because in our archives, which you can go back and check out, uh, on YouTube at Counted Out Seven, a lot of great clips from R three on there as well. So uh, <laughs> props that up. But uh, we already have done a list of the top seven Survivor Series debuts of all time. So I left them off just for the sake of not repeating. But they are fair game to you, Mister Landon. So why don't why don't you hit up with a point here? We can talk about it a little bit. Do you want to give or do you want me to give you my just full seven? rapid fire because i don't really got a long wind explain each one mine are pretty moment oriented for all right all right right, yeah all right hit them up and if something jumps up maybe we'll we'll have a talk about it all right so i did order these so these do have a uh, have an order so starting from number seven i have survivor series 2011 the rock returns to pro wrestling and not only that, but he turns on John Cena. What big, the heck? Big Rock. finish. That was in your neck of the woods, John. John, John wow, fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking water tonight, too. Holy yeah, shit. I was going to say, what's in that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all vodka. Fuck. Jonah, your neck of the woods there. You got any memories of that moment? No. No, I actually don't. I don't think I was there. But uh, wait, where was it? MSG, baby. Our truth and the Miz against The Rock and Cena. That was leading up to their first WrestleMania yes. match. Yes. No. Unfortunately, I couldn't make that one, but uh, but that was crazy. I thought it was really cool the whole story how they built it throughout that year. Um, and I feel that's what it reminded me of when you brought it back before when you asked if we'd see a tag match with Cody and Roman and them leading into it. That's what it reminded me of. Thought it was interesting, but like you know, feel like maybe it could have been. Could have kept it a little bit, you know, tease us, te- like keep them separate till the end. But, I, you know, it was well, interesting. They, yeah, they yeah. teamed up together at least, though, right? So, like, they, 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 they decided that a little at the end, but. That psychology thing to it. Uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. It was very crazy to see The Rock on a, and Cena on a tag team against The Miz and Truth at that time. And then I think not long after Miz and Truth got arrested, or was it before that or something? I think it was, it was before it was, that, yeah. Very, very volatile, that that storyline, but yeah. Van, in a a very funny twist, my number seven is also from that pay-per-view. Oh, wow. What the heck could it be? My number seven is a sentimental moment for me, because I'm a little bit older, but it was the introduction of CM Punk from that pay-per-view by Howard Finkel. Ah. Do you remember, have you seen this? Have you, do you remember that? No, did he have uh, Fink, like, specifically intro Punk? Yeah, so Punk was working Del Rio. Del Rio's personal ring announcer, Ricardo, right? Yes, boo Del Rio. <laughs> yeah. And and Ricardo, of course, doing doing the gimmick there. And, and because it was in New York and it was Madison Square Garden, they brought Finkel, how Justin Roberts says, CM Punk's personal ring announcer, and there was a pause, and then they're like, WWE Hall of Famer, Howard Finkel. And Howard walked out, the top of the stage, got a huge pop. And the whole oh, arena yeah. was chanting Howard Finkel. He was crying. It was very emotional. And then the funniest part is they, like, cued him. They're like, go. And he missed his cue, and he was like, and, like, did this, like, weird head bob. <laughs> and 
like Michael Cole and and on the commentators were just ripping him apart about it. But then he just hits like the legendary like from Chicago, you know. And it was just Howard Funkel. It was his last moment that I can remember, like in the WWF. And that was also the start of CM Punk's long title reign as well. And that was the show. Ooh. So that was that was my number seven. Just to just to play it a, a little bit off yours there. That's crazy that we that we've just numbered those from the same exact show. Mm-hmm. Well, I can bet that your number six is not from this show, but <laughs> if it is, I will eat my hat. Survivor Series 2006, a Van Landen personal favorite. Team DX versus Team Rated RKO. You're telling eight-year-old Van Landen that dx triple h sean michaels matt and jeff hardy the hardy boys and cm punk are on a team that that would be my dream team from that year anytime any day of the week those are my guys the fact that that was a team is my number six well johnny you ready you want to see van lana use hacks it's my number six too no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. I just really want. I just want to see Van Landen eat his hat. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jonah, do you remember this match? I know we talked about it a little off air with your boy Mike Knox. I know. I was just about to bring it up. You know, Van. I mean, and this is coming from probably the biggest Jeff Hardy fan ever. I have to go with Team Rated RKO because they they did my guy Mike Knox dirty in that match. They uh, <laughs> they super kicked him in about three seconds and acted like they didn't know who he was. So that's you know kind of insulting. Quick plug: interview drops this Friday. Mike Knox and Jason uh, Jordan Oasis. But yeah, I I loved that match, and I, I gotta say, other than that moment, like I do have to side with Van that Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, DX, and CM Punk all on one team, and just having the other team be Edge Orton. Mike Knox. I don't know who else was on it. Shane Helms. Nitro. Yeah. yeah. Shane Helms oh. and Johnny Nitro. Dude, yeah. I mean, that match alone, like, I don't actually remember the match itself, the entire match, but just the, those names alone, I could see why it made Van's list. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did a list for a live show that we lost because I got too drunk and I forgot to save it. Uh, but we did the top seven Survivor Series teams of all time. That was Last my num- that was my number one team. I don't think there's yeah. been a better team put together. What I remember most about this match is I remember the the knock spot. I remember Shawn Michaels putting his arm around Molina. That was a fun spot. But the best part of the whole thing was the promo before the match. You guys remember? Do you remember the promo? The crowd in Philly was losing their mind. All, you know, Triple H and the Hardys, DX and Punk were all in the ring. And Triple H is, you know, being DX, like, are you ready? And he's doing it. And as he's doing it, the whole arena is going, CM Punk, CM Punk, C. And then it got to a point where Hunter had to walk over around him and they acknowledge it. And Punk's like, are they cheering for me? Like, it was fun. And Hunter's got his arm around Punk, like, putting him over as the next big guy, like, it was a magical moment before this match started. It was that that promo alone, top moment in Survivor Series history, 100%. Jeez. My, uh, my number five has been spoken about a bajillion times, but is regardless one of the coolest mo- Survivor Series moments ever. From Survivor Series 2012, the Shield debut. Yep. Yeah, big one. 
Who can argue that, really? Um, so keeping it rolling to number four, Survivor Series 1999. Have to go back and enjoy it, uh, you know, like a fine wine. Now that I'm older, I got to go back and enjoy that era. But uh, who hit Stone Cold Steve Austin? Him getting ran over by a freaking car. Everyone thought it was Triple H. Turned out to be my boy Rikishi. Of course it was Rikishi. <laughs> We're all dumb for not knowing. He did it uh, for the rock. He did it for the rock. Jonah, uh, do you remember this angle at all? I I remember the angle. I don't remember the actual moment, but it was, it was this was, I left this one off my list just because I hate this angle. I really did. Because the year before, or the no, sorry, the year after, because of the Austin came back and Hunter and, and Austin fought at Survivor Series. And that was that moment where he picked him up in the forklift in the car. You see, and then he drops them. And it would have murdered him, but he was back on Raw like the week later. Like it was. <laughs> I didn't like any of this. I, I'm sorry, man. I cannot. I, I left it off my list just because. But I, I mean, I get it. Like, it should be on the list. Like, if, like if I was doing a proper list of not my biasness, this would be on the list for sure. But I just, I hate this angle. Van Landon votes for Samoan hit and runs. That's what we've <laughs> learned today. Uh, my number three, Survivor Series 2001. Who doesn't love a little invasion and winner takes all, Team WWF versus Team Invasion. Uh, I'm a big, I'm now, I'm a big WCW guy. I have gone back and uh, become a big WCW guy. And so, yeah, but the, the wrong year. That, hey, <laughs> hey, all the years, baby. But uh, the fact that we had at any point in time storylines on television that were wwf versus wcw granted the team got a little diluted with stone cold kurt angle who aren't (laughs) true yeah who aren't true to shane mcmahon shane but you got booker you had van damme so it kind of counts i guess uh regardless a huge matchup based on a huge storyline that i was a big fan of so i think you might be the only person that was a big fan of the (laughs) storyline i i like that was i was in high school when this happened maybe just yeah i was in high school it was awful to watch in person because like i i love wcw watching it and i was like what the fuck are they doing like we're the, talking the invasion angle the invasion like, angle yeah like, I, feel the, like I was yeah i was just gonna say van like props to you for going back <laughs> and finding something that you enjoyed back then but like even the wrestlers i've spoken to who were involved are like dude i fucking hated that <laughs> Oh, I don't doubt it. This I, match uh, was good, though. The match was very good. Oh, a little self high oh, five, eh? I feel the bang every once in a while. What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? I, I will say that the five-on-five match at the Invasion pay-per-view was also very, very good. And that was like a more authentic Invasion team because it was like Booker the Dudleys, Rhino, RV, or not RVD. I think I think Shane might have weaseled his way on that one, too. my uh my number two that i voted for uh which kind of is a cop-out answer i suppose uh the entire deadly games i just love i just love the concept of a one night tournament for a title the fact that it had a bunch of top guys and our boy gilberg 
in that uh in that tournament you know made it so prestigious made it new made it fresh made it cool would love to see it you know return in a modern format somehow i think if i recall correctly when rollins got hurt back in like 2015 or whatever when he was doing the sunset powerbomb ripped his knee apart he was the champion and they were leading into survivor series and they had the vacant title so they could have done a deadly game they but they have. didn't that format tournament have. sucked <laughs> I uh I'm a big deadly games guy. I gotta say I I've never would have had on my bingo card Van Landon talking about deadly games tonight. Um, Jonah, did you watch at this pay per view at all? Survivor Series 1998. I did not. No, I don't even know. Can someone explain the deadly games? So it was a tournament for the vacant WWF World Heavyweight Championship because uh, in Hamilton, Kane and Undertaker and Steve Austin had a triple threat match. And they both double pinned Austin. Okay. So the title was like held up. And then Vince was like, fuck you, Austin. You're never getting the belt again. So he booked uh, Taker versus Kane at the next pay-per-view with Austin as the ref, which of course Austin stunned both of them and counted himself as the winner. And then Vince was like, you're fired. And then he came back and then they did this tournament. So it was an eight man tournament for the world title. And, uh, you know, it was it was incredibly well booked, I will say. The matches weren't great, but the booking was phenomenal this tournament. They had um, Mick Foley was the corporate choice. So he fought Gilberg in the first round, obviously beats him in 10 seconds, right? And then the big boss man fought The Rock. And that match, boss man ran in, got small package in like four seconds, The Rock wins, right? And then like Austin got screwed. That was the famous thing where Shane McMahon runs out and, Austin's about to pin Foley in the next round. He goes, one, two. Oh, I don't think so. Double bird, right? I love it. So then Austin gets out of the tournament. We come down to uh, the Undertaker, I think, got disqualified. So the Rock had it easy against him. And then your finals is the Rock and Foley. And that's where Vince turned heel and the Rock turned heel. And they, they screwed Foley over. Yeah. Birth of the corporation from that. Also, great, great theme song. Uh, the Deadly Games theme song. If for anyone that's never heard it, it's awful. It's a Deadly Games, like it's no. terrible. absolutely terrible. Please not look it up. Not for something called the Deadly Games. Please look <laughs> it up. Please look it up. It's phenomenal. And the the VL number one Survivor Series moment is the most biased on this list. Survivor Series 2016. I'm a WCW fucking fanboy. So when Bill goddamn Goldberg appears on the fucking screen and makes his entrance, I'm in the nosebleeds losing my mind. And uh, safe to say, I wasn't disappointed in that show being there in person. We were more than spoiled with the five on five match. Uh, but to see Goldberg go out there and squash Lesnar like he was Hugh Morris or La Parca on an episode of WCW Monday Nitro was pretty surreal and insane for me. It was amazing. I was also there, like we talked about, and I that was that's my number two on my list. hundred percent. Uh, that moment, and Jonah, you're a big Brock Lesnar guy, but to see Goldberg beat Goldberg again, like we hadn't seen it because this WWE run sucked. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't great. They were trying to have him do these 20 minute matches and like no one wants to see that. 
spear jackhammer uh, blow smoke like give us goldberg you know that's what I mean? goldberg and he came back and to do it to brock lesnar of all people these guys had a great feud like in general i was yeah i was gonna so huge lesnar fan that match left me speechless and and upset which it did its job like for lesnar people but uh couldn't believe that happened then i couldn't believe it happened later at like the royal rumble he eliminated him like three seconds whatever and like you said they had a great program uh, by the end of it, I was lucky enough to be at the end of it in person at WrestleMania 33. And the way they did that match was insane. Like that match was only what, seven, eight minutes max? Yeah, but was great. That's where they killed each other. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was, yeah. That match was awesome. And, and who would have ever thought my- you would say that about those guys? Right. Exactly. And I love that it really felt like they were doing something better this time or like they were like all right let's get it right this time because of what wrestlemania 20 right yeah like, yeah it was terrible it's just the worst so that was really cool to see 13 years later that these guys still that, teared it up i like that match because that was like the first like that became like the brock lesnar match after a while where it was like come in hit your big moves quick and then hope spot a couple more suplexes and then brock gets beat like that was like his formula for a while but this was the first time that they did that formula and it was yeah. awesome. We were so conditioned too to like, and they really brought it back to basics, which I loved. Like we were so conditioned to think that like a spear from Goldberg, like or two or three, that's it. Brock's done. Jack Henry's definitely out. Like over the because they drew it out for so long, but it was so brought back to basics that just a leapfrog from Brock over the spear popped the whole arena. Yeah, like, well, because we're so used to seeing Goldberg just crush him, right? And exactly, and, and something. Then- little like that could just turn the match around it was awesome it was so it, good it's crazy that in what year is that again 2016 2016 that beating bill goldberg meant something again you know what i mean like that that's crazy and kudos to everybody involved in that angle and the buzz in, the buzz in the arena that night was amazing after that match too. like it was like stunned silence and then like huge pop like it was cool it was super cool and Goldberg cut like a great promo the next night on Raw too. I remember it was like yeah. it was like a good see you later, but it was it was very nice. He brought his son in. I love that. I uh I got three honorary mentions that I forgot, but I want to just mention. Uh, first one Survivor Series, uh ninety four, ninety five, or ninety six. Uh, Doink, and the clowns clowns are us versus the king that that and was all oh, the uh, with the the minis yeah that was 94 match, yeah it was 94 okay uh that's an honorary mention honorary mention number two is uh survivor series 2019 when nxt became relevant yes. in it but that's not really survivor series because that whole build-up is really what got me super hyped for it yeah and and then the last honorary mention is daniel bryan versus brock lesnar from Survivor Series 2018, which I just remembered was a Survivor Series match, and that's yeah. why I wanted to say it. Yeah, Brock had those back-to-back good matches with Danielson and AJ. Yeah, those were so good. My personal favorite Survivor Series match of all time is from 96. It's Bret and Austin. Oh, oh, yep. Those guys have a clinic of a match. Like It's professional wrestling 101. Uh, I'll do a rapid fire just of a couple of mine. Uh, for my number six, I I go back to that tag team match I talked about earlier. Uh, the finals came down. It was the Conquistadors and the Powers of Pain as the final two left. Somehow, 
But Mr. Fuji turned heel on Demolition during that match and aligned with the powers of pain. That's like a nostalgia childhood moment for me. So that that one had to make the list. Uh, I'll, also, I'll also go back to 1994 uh, when Helen Hart threw in the towel against yes! the- like, dude, Jonah, have you ever seen this? Oh, I haven't. It's is that get, in Brett and Owen? It's Brett and Bob Backlund, and Brett. Oh, and Backlund wins, right? Yeah, it's the it's the I Quit match, and Owen Hart is Bob Backlund's towel guy, and the Bulldog is Brett's towel guy. And in 1994, the most deadly move in professional wrestling was the crossface chicken wing. Like <laughs> they they got it over like crazy. Like the your arm is dead. And uh, Helen Hart, Bulldog got knocked out, and Owen Hart is crying to his mother. And he's been a heel for so long, and Brett's stuck in the chicken wing for like eight minutes. And Owen's like, please, Mom, throw in the towel. That's my brother. And he's like crying. And like Stu Hart's like, no, we're not throwing the towel in. And and then sure <laughs> enough, Helen Hart grabs the towel, throws it in to save Brett. And then Owen starts celebrating, turns heel again immediately. It's like, ah, fuck you, Mom. I, I tricked you. Brett lost the belt. So that was that was a good moment. Uh, my number four, I take us back to 1990 when The Undertaker wins his first ever World Heavyweight Championship against Ooh. Hulk Hogan. Yep. That also is the match that started the build for one of the best Royal Rumbles of all time with 1992's Royal Rumble where Flair wins the vacant world title. It's because of this match the title was vacated. Uh-huh. So a little history lesson there. They, they, they tried a new concept in this. They did Survivor Series. And then three nights later, they did a pay-per-view on a Tuesday night called Tuesday in Tuesday Texas. Tuesday in Texas. Yeah. yeah. And they did Hogan and and Flair, or Hogan and uh Taker in the rematch because Taker yep. was the champ and Flair had interfered in the first match. And then Flair interfered in that one and Hogan got the belt back, but they held it up and put it up for the rumble. So a uh, little one there. Jonah, you'll like this one. We'll go back to your neck of the woods in New York here and your boy Brock Lesnar. But this time he's getting screwed by Paul Heyman as he loses the world title to the Big Show, getting his first loss ever. Oh, that's going way back. Yeah. That's about 2000. No, that would be what? 2004? Two? Two Two? or four. Maybe two. That was the card with the first elimination chamber on it as well. So that'd be 02. 02, yeah. Uh, That my number. Go ahead, I, Jonah, like, yeah. I was I feel like they buried that like over the years because I had to look that up when I got older that Paul did turn on him one time before because they were milking him so much. It's like, especially with the streak and everything. I remember I was at, I don't, might have been WrestleMania 31. Uh, it was when he was going up against Roman uh, and Seth cashed in. But yeah, 31. I, yeah. I was able to be there and I went to like the fan access and Heyman was like in the ring. Yeah, one of these like little panels, and someone's like, "When are you gonna turn on Brock again?" And he was like, "Again? What do you mean?" I mean, he's like, "I am gonna turn, I am gonna turn on him, so I can pick his hand up and raise it as the winner." It was something dumb like that, but I remember being like, "Wow, wait!" So he did turn on him. Okay, <laughs> yeah, they had a good little uh, little heel run there. He put up with the Big Show there, and that built up to WrestleMania 19 with uh, the Shooting Star Press. That was good stuff. Uh, we talked about Big my Show number... in jeans. Big Show in jeans, yes, with the cast <laughs> on his wrist. With black jeans, right? Yeah, yeah. black yeah. jeans. Black jeans, Big Show, the evolution of the Big Show. Forget about the evolution of The Undertaker. Let's talk about the evolution of the Big Show. Um, my number two, we talked about Goldberg and Brock. And I went with the pretty obvious number one. I went with the Montreal screw job. 
Yeah. You see, I I hate it so much that I just like it's not even on here. Yeah, <laughs> I I get that. It's just like that's like when you know that's what Survivor Series is known for. So I I went with that. Like I had a couple honorable mentions. I had when Charlotte Flair snapped against Ronda Rousey. I thought that was <laughs> awesome. She just beat the hell out of her with that kendo stick. Um, I had you remember the triple threat when it was DX against Cena. Yeah, and yep. the bell the it's bell rang and super and Sean super kick Hunter. Yeah, that I thought was pretty awesome. Um, what else do I have on there? Uh, the team DX we talked about, and yeah, no, that was it. I, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can talk about, but I wanted to try to do something a little different. I kept all the debuts off because we've done that. You could talk about matches. That's a whole other list, right? But uh, that's it, man. Survivor Series. <laughs> Yeah, that's for, for yeah, those that's, listening on Spotify. Van Landon is doing the Bret Hart WCW hand signals. Yeah, that's the visual exclusive for everyone who watched along. That my secret honorary moment is, and I did it again. You guys got to watch for that. That's like <laughs> they show they show that scene in like those good video packages that they do, like the Kid Rock Lonely Road of Faith or the Creed, like My <laughs> Sacrifice. Which, by the way, Creed is like touring next year. No like way. A, yeah, dude. Uh, we got to get Landon. really sad and go to one of their shows. Buddy, you, come, you got to come to Toronto for it. We'll get you at the oh, bus. Wise. They're, well, they're touring the world. They'll probably be in New York, but like they're uh, uh, Toronto's with Finger 11. I don't know if you know who they are, Jonah and Big Red. Finger 11. They did, didn't they do Kane. one of Kane's songs? Yeah. 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 Um, and, no, I love they, all that shit. Uh, I talked to you guys so much. I thought I was in Canada. I was like, let's go to fucking Creed show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be sick, man. I definitely am going to be getting tickets for that. I'm going to be up on the lawns up there just crushing Mike's hard iced teas. I'm going to know an entire section up there, I feel, Tyler. <laughs> I, I got my tickets secured. So the you got lawn yours is, already? Is gonna be a good se- uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to a, a good old buddy of mine who surprised me with uh a ticket to Creed for a Christmas present, knowing that I wanted to go really bad. So shout out my homie Kyle for that one. I, I feel like there's going to be a big Barry wrestling presence at that show. Like I've seen a lot of people <laughs> like Barry wrestling related posting about this. And I'm just like, Oh, this could be a Barry wrestling party up there. I'm all in on it. Well, let's uh, go ahead and start taking this home then, boys. As we mentioned, Barry Wrestling, that will be this Saturday. Nine lives. You can see our guest, Van Landon, uh, going up against Rajan Husher, who will be a future guest of Jonah. We got the whole connection going in there. I will lose Wait. my voice and not be able to talk for three days after I announce Van Landon, like I always do. Uh, Thank you. Nine-year anniversary show. Uh, Jonah, are you going to say something there? No, I said this is great. You're it's almost like you planned this. It's almost like you're a host, Tyler. This every is now great. and then, every now and then, Van hit us up with the social medias. You can follow me on X, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on TikTok, all of the above. Search at the Van Landon. That's T H E V A N l a n d o n the van landon i'm on all of them and actually tune in because i'm on twitch now thursday night 7 30 p.m van and holden in the evening tune in uh twitch.tv slash the van landon just search van landon there's not many 
I don't think there is another one. And if there is, that's not a wrestler, you're in the wrong place. So find the one that is the wrestler, and that's me. There can't be another one because my voice can't handle to you. <laughs> Jonah, you got, uh, by the time this airs, uh, Mike Knox will be tomorrow. That will be for this Friday coming up, right? Yes, tomorrow on Rerun Recap, we'll have a brand new interview, Mike Knox and Jordan Oasis. Uh, Jordan just did a bunch of extra work with WWE, which is awesome. Um, he was in there with Ray Ripley, did some stuff with the Seth and, and Shinsuke rivalry as well. So check it out. He's great. And Mike Knox, this is actually Mike's second time on. Uh, he came on about two years ago, and he gave such great advice that I had to have him back. And I want to start doing that more often, too. If you guys go in the archives, see any great episodes you like, just know that those those guys might be coming back on in the future. So especially the one sitting right down there, if we, we got to do a, a where are they now with Van Landon, 100%. So Let's go. Check it out, rewind, recap, relive, or go to at R3Jonah on YouTube and, and X, and you can find everything we've got right there. So we're just waiting for Jonah to get his first ring announcer on so I can be the rising star. <laughs> <laughs> got a little hardware on your shoulder there. What do you got? HPW, man? Uh, representing one half of the HPW Tag Team Champions, old Van Landen over here. That's the stay tuned for the, the future. Where are they now with yes. uh, R3? for the story all the success yeah, I'll, I'll tell you guys my booking fee off air for helping put that one together all right <laughs> <laughs> boys this was a blast jonah it's always great having you back getting the tuxedo out oh by the way we didn't even talk about it but catch jonah he's, he's still doing some work with the cafe day renee every now and then right Yes, Cafe Day Renee. I just got the chance to talk with Chavo Guerrero for like two hours the other night, which was such a fun experience. Um, but yeah, you can catch up, of course, the brainchild of our mutual friend, Tyler James. James here, you might know him as. Great guy. Started the cafe with Renee Dupree since it's uh, taken Paul London on as well. So Paul London, Renee Dupree, James, and sometimes myself, along with so many other great names in the wrestling industry. You can catch them all on Cafe Day Renee. It's, it's growing like like wildfire that show so definitely check it out paul london your new best buddy also hey van landon where you were hanging out with him in hamilton right me and paul london enjoy a lot of similar things i'm leaving (laughs) it at that i love it i love it boys thank you so much man i will see you on saturday and jonah i will see you i don't know five in philadelphia hopefully down the road yeah down the road we will eventually see each other well, on behalf of Jonah and Van Landon, saving the big one for Friar for Saturday, you guys have been counted out.